Welcome to At Least He Tells the Truth. I'm Blake Ashby. The truth is, when I heard about the controversy with the protesters and St. Louis Mayor Lyda Krusen, I had to chuckle. If you don't know what happened, the mayor of St. Louis, Lyda Krusen, read the names and streets or addresses of several protesters on a Facebook Live broadcast, and the protest community had a meltdown and is now demanding that Krusen resign. Like in other cities, protesters in St. Louis are demanding that the police be defunded. They are also demanding that the city's jail, called the workhouse, be shut down. Various protesters delivered various letters with various demands to the mayor of St. Louis. Later, when Krusen was doing a live broadcast, she received a question about her interactions with the protesters, and she picked up the pile of letters and started going through them. She talked about the demands and noted who had written the letters and sometimes their street name or address. Krusen has apologized and the video has been removed. If I had to guess, Krusen probably thought she was doing something nice for the protesters by noting their names and that they were city residents. The protesters want to be involved in the debate over the direction of policing and want their voices heard. They want people to know that they are representatives of the city. Krusen gave them the recognition for their input that the protesters seem to want. Now, I have to agree with the protesters on some levels. Having my street address read on any kind of public broadcast would be unsettling. I am old enough to remember the movie The Jerk, and there is enough random craziness in the world that the last thing you want to do is make it easier for the craziness to find your front door. And at a deeper level, I believe there should be a line between people's private lives and their public lives. There should be a separation between a person's public advocacy for a position or elected position and their personal life. That a person should be able to participate in the public debate without having their personal life pulled in as a weapon in the conflict. I wish that we could go back to respecting people's privacy and not try to mine people's personal lives for things that can be used to attack their public lives. I wish there was a little less focus on trying to find dirt that can be used to make the other side crash and burn. By giving out their home addresses, Krusen could be seen, to a degree, as blurring the line between the public and the personal that she wasn't allowing the protesters to keep their personal lives separate from their public advocacy. So again, I agree, she shouldn't have given out the home information. But part of what made me chuckle was how the protesters characterized what Krusen did. Instead of saying it was a mistake, they suggested she actually did it on purpose, that she was sending a message. They suggested that she released their names as a means of threatening and intimidating them. A number of protesters have died over the years, much like non-protesters have died over the years. But somehow, the protesters have decided that they are being hunted down and killed. Still not sure why they think someone would want to kill them. Retribution for being in a picture years ago? To keep them from participating in future protests? Now, give the local protesters props. In a lot of ways, they were the original protesters, the OPs, and they certainly helped start a national movement. But something that has been apparent from the start of the protest movement is that many of its participants really had convinced themselves that they were on the vanguard of overthrowing a corrupt and evil regime. They really did convince themselves that they were somehow revolutionaries. And apparently, they have convinced themselves that they are such a threat to the man that now the man is hunting them down and Krusen is helping with the process. It is worth noting that the mythology that the protesters created for themselves also justifies an amazing amount of hypocrisy. Yes, I said hypocrisy. At least a part of the protesters feel they aren't held to the same laws and standards as everyone else. Because as revolutionaries, they aren't bound by the laws and conventions of the system they are trying to overthrow. 
Here in Ferguson, protesters regularly harass the people in the press trying to film them, but then also regularly put their cameras in the faces of residents as they berated them. And that hypocrisy was on display yet again with how the protesters responded to Cruson's actions. How did they show their disappointment at Cruson breaching the line between public and private? Did they protest at the mayor's office for public address? No, they protested at Cruson's private residence, her home. Yes, you heard me right. The protesters protested Cruson's transgression of the public and private line by doing exactly the same thing they were accusing Cruson of. And it's worth noting, they have been to Cruson's home before. I think they call them Tuesday tuck-ins. They were noisy protests with a little bit of light vandalism thrown in at the homes of elected officials. Look, if publishing a protester's home address is a threat, how can showing up at Cruson's home not also be considered a threat? Why wouldn't she deserve the same consideration and protections that the protesters rightly demanded for themselves? My wife and I have watched the madness of the protest movement for almost six years, and you just have to laugh at parts of it, at their self-aggrandizement, at their self-righteousness, and at the protesters' amazing ability to not see the hypocrisy of their own actions. I'm Blake Ashby. Thanks for listening.